0: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2121. Do you have these essential financial protections in place? By Eric Carter with FinancialFinesse.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Now let's get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. Do you have these essential financial protections in place? by Eric Carter with financialfinesse.com. One of the most difficult financial challenges people often face is trying to decide how to balance competing goals. A typical situation might be someone who wants to pay off student loans and credit card debt, save for emergencies and a home purchase, start putting something away for retirement, open a college account for their newborn and purchase disability and life insurance yet they only have a limited amount of money they can save each month. Today, we'll start by looking at risk management. After all, many financial goals are long-term, but you and your family might need insurance or emergency savings today. Since this could be a catastrophic situation, think death or disability, it's hard to think of another way for those dollars to have as much of an impact when you really need them. The problem is that no one likes to think about these things, so we tend to go into denial. But if you wait and your health deteriorates, you run the risk of much higher insurance premiums in the future or even becoming completely uninsurable. Health insurance. This is a good place to start since everyone needs it and will be required to have it under the new Affordable Care Act. Medical bills are also one of the most common debts we see and the leading cause of bankruptcy. At the very least, you'll want to have a high-deductible catastrophic policy. These tend to be less expensive and can enable you to make tax-free contributions to a health savings account. Long-term disability insurance. This is often overlooked even though the chances of you becoming disabled is much greater than dying before you retire, and the financial impact is higher. If you work in a highly compensated field, you might also want to get an own occupation policy in which the insurance will still pay if you're able to get another job in a different occupation. To save money, see if you can purchase it cheaper through work, and if you buy an individual policy, consider choosing a social insurance offset, in which the payments are reduced by any government benefits you get. Those government benefits are too hard to qualify for to rely on completely, but you can use them to reduce your premiums. Finally, in determining how much you need, Keep in mind that the benefits are only taxable if your employer is paying the premium. Life insurance. The first question should be whether you need it at all. If you don't have dependents, the answer is probably no. If you do, don't forget to factor in your family's Social Security survivor benefits when calculating how much you need. Unless you have a permanent need for life insurance, like you need it to pay estate taxes low-cost term insurance usually makes more sense than a much more expensive permanent policy. Term for sale is a good place to get quotes since they don't sell insurance and thus includes no and low load insurance policies. Property and casualty insurance. Most of us have auto and homeowner's insurance because they're required, but there are a few gaps in many people's coverage. One is a lack of renter's insurance for renters. This is especially important if you have any valuables that would be hard to replace. Another is inadequate homeowner's insurance for people who bought their policy with their home 30 years ago and haven't updated it to keep pace with the rising cost of replacing a home. Finally, if your net worth exceeds the limits of your existing liability insurance, you might want to get an umbrella policy to provide excess liability insurance. Emergency savings. In addition to being adequately insured, you should have some savings set aside for those emergencies that aren't covered by insurance and to pay for the deductibles and co-payments for those that are. Financial planners generally recommend having at least three to six months worth of necessary expenses in an emergency fund, but you may wanna cover as much as six to nine or even nine to 12 months if your income is unstable. One good place to start is a Roth IRA. The money is easily accessible since you can withdraw the contributions at any time without taxes or penalties, but anything you don't withdraw can grow to be tax-free after age 59 and a half, so you're saving for retirement at the same time. Just be sure to keep the Roth IRA invested somewhere safe, like a savings account or money market fund, until you've accumulated enough savings outside the Roth IRA. And basic estate planning. Finally, you'll wanna have some basic legal documents in place. Make sure you have up-to-date beneficiaries listed on your life insurance policies and retirement accounts. Depending on your state, you'll also be able to add beneficiaries to your bank and investment accounts, and even your home and car to avoid probate. Other important documents include a will, advanced healthcare directive, and durable power of attorney. A trust is also recommended if you own real estate or other significant assets. You can find low-cost or even free templates of each of the basic forms online, but you may at least want to have an estate planning attorney review them and make sure you're not missing anything. You can find an estate planning attorney through your local bar association's lawyer referral service. Insurance, emergency savings, and estate planning are some of the easiest things in the world to procrastinate. But keep in mind that you never know when you'll need these protections in place, and there's no good time to get them done, so do it now. They may not exactly be the most exciting aspects of financial planning, but if and when you need them, the last thing you'll want is more excitement. You just listened to the post titled, Do You Have These Essential Financial Protections in Place? by Eric Carter with FinancialFinesse.com. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable M-O-N-E-Y dot slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. As someone who doesn't have life insurance, I still think that term life insurance is a good idea for most people. The reason why I don't have life insurance is simply because I don't have any dependents, I don't plan to have any dependents, and my assets will cover any necessary expenses upon my untimely death. However, I do know people who want to have children eventually and they'll buy a 30-year term life insurance policy at 30 years old, even when they aren't in a relationship. So in theory, it could be years before they're married and or have children. The reason why they do this is so that they can secure the lowest premium possible, as life insurance does get more expensive as you age. Term life insurance is relatively cheap, so for someone with dependents, it seems like a no-brainer. The average cost of life insurance is $26 a month, This is based on data for a 40-year-old buying a 20-year, half-million-dollar term life policy, which is the most common term length and amount sold. If you'd like to learn more about what goes into determining the cost of life insurance, check out episode 1803 titled Top 5 Non-Medical Factors That Affect Your Life Insurance Rates by Jeff Root with GoodFinancialSense.com. That'll do it for today. Thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your day. And I'll see you on tomorrow's show where your optimal life awaits.